Welcome to episode 71 of the Farm Exec Podcast. I'm Elaine Quilici, Senior Editor of Farm Exec Magazine and your podcast host. Farm Exec Magazine is a multimedia publishing brand that brings you the latest commercial insights for the C-suite. On this week's episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Sasha Ward, Chief Client Officer of Point of Care Network, also known as POCN. Sasha talks about the changing role of nurse practitioners and physician assistants and why they're an important group for pharma to engage. Let's take a quick break from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Sasha. What if you had limitless access to customer insights, accelerated timelines, and set fees? At True Serum Network, we're fueled by connections in virtually every area of healthcare as part of MJH Life Sciences. The result? Audience-fed creative and more powerful content in less time. True Serum Network, releasing what's real. Find out more at TrueSerumNTWK.com. Hello, podcasters. Today, I'll be interviewing Sasha Ward, Chief Client Officer of Point of Care Network, or POCN. Sasha is here to discuss how COVID has affected the roles of nurse practitioners and physician assistants, and why marketing managers should really take a moment to understand this growing group of healthcare influencers. Thanks for joining us today, Sasha. Thanks for having me, Elaine. So how do NPs and PAs differ from physicians? What's their training like? So let's start first with how they differ from physicians. You know, NPs and PAs typically provide significantly more patient-centered diagnostic treatment and follow-up care to patients really of all ages and across all types of practice locations. Where they're similar is their prescribing power. NPs and PAs handle 1.5 billion patient visits a year and write over a billion prescriptions annually. Now, your second question was around their training. So PAs are educated at the graduate level with most PAs receiving a master's degree or higher. And to maintain that licensure, PAs are required to recertify as medical generalists every 10 years and complete 100 hours of CME every two years. Uh, There are also two certificates of added qualifications that can be earned across seven different specialties. So they actually can specialize. NPs complete a formal education specialty program, Um, and it's important to note that this is beyond that of a registered nurse. They're not registered nurses. Most training programs are either four years, which is a BSN, or two years, which is an ASN, followed by a two years master degree and certification in their specialty. There are also 850 specialty tracks at 400 institutions, so the NP training is quite extensive. How has the importance of working with PEs and PAs grown since COVID? Even before COVID-19, NPs and PAs have been really a foundational part of our healthcare system for decades. They typically, you know, they spend more time with patients. They truly listen and know their patients, their families on a deep, almost personal level. As a result, they're credited with having boosted access to care across the board. And it's been shown that they have better patient adherence outcomes as well. So it's important to note that even before COVID, they were getting an increase in practice authority and independence. With COVID, we've seen these advanced practice providers really come to the forefront. POCN conducted a survey to assess the evolving and expanding role of the NP and PA in today's landscape and found that during COVID-19 pandemic, NPs and PAs have seen a shift in both their roles and responsibilities and how they functionally work. 
the majority of the responses to this open-ended question reported an increase in telemedicine and telephone visits. I don't think this surprises anyone, but, but that was the most prominent and consistent response. With regards to their responsibilities, they found they were deployed to other areas where they hadn't previously had opportunity. So places like respiratory clinics, ER duty, cross-training to assess to sort of those types of areas and others. So overall, the COVID takeaway was that both NPs and PAs were able to be uprooted from their normal practices. They could go to areas of need, you know, whether it was testing, the ICU, urgent care, ERs, including areas where they previously had absolutely no opportunity, and provide care in all of them, even in some of the worst hit states. So the importance for pharma working with NPs and PAs is even more critical than ever. They've always been there. But now they've become much more autonomous and independent. Laws are changing due to this crisis. But because there's so much more pressure on the system, NPs and PAs are projected to continue to play a much larger role. Clearly, their prescribing power is already there. And as pharma continues to embrace this patient centricity, NPs and PAs are really critical to that strategy. So how has telemedicine really affected their roles? Yeah, so everyone's talking about telemedicine, right? So in our survey, 95% of respondents felt that telemedicine has made a large impact on their interactions with patients. 88% reported that it's affected how they actually run their practice. And 80% said it's changed how they're making treatment decisions. You know, it's fascinating. The NPs and PAs are finding that through telemedicine, they're counseling more. They're having these more deep assessment and diagnostic conversations because they can't do the physical exam. So as a result, they're having conversations. They're talking more, right? They're getting deeper into asking the patient about what they're experiencing even more than they ever did before. They said that because of all of this, they're almost overcompensating, right? Because they're not there in the room together with them. They're using more patient education materials than ever. They're counseling more. And to me, what was the most interesting other effect of telemedicine, again, perhaps this goes back to their compassion, is, you know, they always want to help. They want to solve issues. But this one, this one element that came through, I, I really found fascinating. They're finding that they're prescribing more than ever as well. I know NPs and PAs mainly received information pre-COVID through conference-style medical education. So how has that transition been to electronic and virtual communications now? Yeah, you know, we're, we're all very a very virtual world all of a sudden. An overwhelming majority of NPs and PAs want to be reached electronically. They want, uh, you know, emails, journals. KOL webinars, they, and they really still value the reps. They're really, they're open to virtual rep visits. A little over half of the NPs and PAs we surveyed said they're interested in webcasts and email engagement from KOLs on brand topics. 50% said they're interested in email engagement with pharma companies. We also actually asked how engagements with field Salesforce was going during COVID. And uh, in true NP and PA form, they answered with some very heartwarming responses of appreciation from the rep outreach. You know, reps were getting very creative. They were sending uplifting notes to them, PPE and all sorts of creative support. We had 96% report email outreach from their reps during the COVID pandemic. And we talked also about what potential new channels they might like to receive 
brand messages and information, efficacy, safety, dosing, um, and the valuable new channels to receive brand communications that MPs and PAs would welcome the most included social media like Facebook groups, and they also cited webcasts as well. How else has COVID changed the climate? You know, what are some of the lasting effects you think that the pandemic will have on how NPs and PAs practice? That's a really interesting question. So, you know, due to so much pressure on the system from the pandemic, state-led le- legislation has been suspending and waiving laws that limit NP and PA capabilities. When COVID hit, it accelerated these, the existing trend for NPs and PAs to gain more autonomy and independence. That's been going on for a little bit, but COVID really accelerated that. And as we spoke about, they really came to the forefront and began playing sort of that much larger role. They had increased responsibilities. In response to the pandemic, state governments recognized the need for emergency executive orders, and many states moved to full practice authority and suspended or waived practice agreement requirements altogether. So NPs and PAs again, have become even more autonomous as the pandemic wears on. For the future, we, we anticipate these executive orders, are they're likely to continue to open up practice agreement legislation, and in some cases become permanent. So when I look at the future, I think I can boil it down sort of five things. First, a broadened scope of practice laws for NPs and PAs, an increase in virtual remote meetings and events, Elimination of supervision requirements for NPs and PAs. You know, uh, in fact, PAs are now independent in 10 states with two being permanent. And we've already seen a more recent shift with eight states that are on a governor's waiver of collaboration and supervision. So there's also direct payment, right? And, And insurance. They just this just recently in Vermont, they approved direct payment. So I believe that they'll be eligible for direct payment by all public and private insurers. And overall, I think that we'll continue to use telemedicine for follow-ups and urgent care. Well, thanks so much for joining me today, Sasha. It's been really interesting learning about NPs and PAs and, you know, how pharma can work with them as their roles continue to evolve. Absolutely. PSCN has data and resources available to inform marketers about the growing roles of NPs and PAs, as well as how to best engage this audience. To get more information, visit go.pocn.com forward slash ebook. What if you had limitless access to customer insights, accelerated timelines, and set fees? At True Serum Network, we're fueled by connections in virtually every area of healthcare as part of MJH Life Sciences. The result? Audience-fed creative and more powerful content in less time. True Serum Network, releasing what's real. Find out more at trueserumntwk.com. And now it's time for this week's leadership tips from pharma execs. Hi, I'm Sasha Ward, Chief Client Officer of POCN. And my leadership tip is actually one of my favorite quotes, which is, maybe the hokey pokey really is what it's all about. You know, our teams all work very hard together day in and day out. We're side by side. Some days we spend more time with each other than our families. So we really need to make it fun. So always lead with character and a little bit of humor. To be effective, have self-awareness, have a vision, and be knowledgeable, admired, trusted, and earn your team's respect. 
we all work so hard together each day. We need to make it a little fun too, maybe especially now more than ever. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's Farm Exec podcast. We are always pleased to take you behind the headlines, provide expert tips from industry leaders, and give you an inside look at what the Farm Exec staff is working on. Remember, you can always find us on the web at farmexec.com, on Twitter at farmexec, on Instagram at farmexecutive, and on YouTube. The views expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of Farmexec, its parent company, or our advertisers. For editorial questions, please email editorial director Lisa Henderson at lhenderson at mjhlifesciences.com. And for sponsorship opportunities, please email group publisher Todd Baker at tbaker at mjhlifesciences.com.